0: Ladies gentlemen, welcome to the Peak Endurance Podcast with your host, Isabel Ross. As a personal trainer, accredited endurance coach, and now podcast host, Isabel is bringing you the best advice, tips, and tricks for health and athletics. She has two Australian trail championships, a 24-hour track race, six-foot track marathon, and has represented Australia three times at the long-distance mountain running world championships. I mean, I guess you could say ain't no valley high or mountain low that she can't run, right? I mean, it's the other way around. Anyways, let's just say she knows a thing or two about running. Did I mention that Isabel has raced all over the world, including participating in the notorious Barkley Marathons? So, yeah, she knows her stuff. You'll be sure to get all your questions answered and maybe even a runner's high just by listening to the Advice and Good Vibes of the Peak Endurance Podcast.
1: I did Isabel's Poles class because I was going to walk the 800km Camino de Santiago. Isabel was a great instructor, making sure that we as a group got all the information that we needed, but also that we had plenty of time one-on-one with her where she could give us personal instruction. I definitely came away feeling stronger, more balanced and faster. And with all the balance, it was like having four legs instead of two, and even my pack felt lighter. All of the trail work that she did with us easily trans- transferred onto what I would need to do for the Camino as well. Since then, I've done heaps of hiking, and Isabel's advice still rank- rings true. Um, and I absolutely highly recommend Isabel's class to anyone who's interested in using poles. She's awesome. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I'm stoked you've joined me again just for a shorty episode this time. Now, I know this episode is about periods, but I really hope the men out there listen too. It's about time that talking about periods was no longer taboo. It's so interesting, isn't it? A woman's period is essential ultimately for the continuation of the human species, and yet we get too embarrassed to talk about it. It's absolutely crazy. Why is it such a scary topic? And to be honest, I'm as guilty as anyone. Until a few years ago, I would have been far too embarrassed to talk about it or bring it up in polite or otherwise conversation. The person who actually changed my eye look on this and about being embarrassed was my daughter. She laughed at me for being embarrassed about it and said young women, uh, you know, openly discussed it around guys um nowadays which I think is is great you know it's definitely a step in the right direction now before we get to the main part of the pod a little update on myself and Ron I am slowly starting to feel better but running just generally feels not good I guess it it doesn't hurt it just I don't know, something's, I don't know. Anyway, so I guess it's just a matter of time. I'm slowly starting to feel better. Ron and I are enjoying riding the mountain bikes once a week out on the trails, those hills, my God, hard work on the legs. So it's got to be good for leg strength. We will be at Hut to Hut in February, sweeping the 100Ks on the Friday and Saturday nights from King's Hut, which should be a bit of fun and we'll definitely get some night training in for us, uh, which is always <laughs> always a good, you know, necessary for me. I really don't like running at night too much. Now onto the main topic, dealing with the menstrual cycle as an active female. Now, although most research on athletes has traditionally been done on men, because it is difficult to do it on women with their cycles, women are completely different in so many ways. And luckily things are beginning to change. And the research is now being done on women as well. However, what is clear is that women are completely different to men which I'm guaranteeing you know but for this reason if you train with men you can't compare yourself to them you can't do the same workout as them necessarily like to the same level um really not even other women as they may, may be at different stages to us in their cycle ultimately we shouldn't compare ourselves to anyone but you know we all know we do um it would be great if we didn't but you know we are only human Now, as women, we may be taught to, you know, push harder through that extra workout, avoid complaining, Um, but are we really doing ourselves any favours when it comes to being fit and to our running if we continue with just pushing through even when we're feeling exhausted? As your hormones fluctuate, so can your energy and mood, which affects how your body may approach running and, and your motivation to running can be influenced. Now, when it comes to the menstrual cycle, it is usually, and, and I'm saying this generalised, a 28-day cycle that is split into two halves, follicular and luteal, which is either side of ovulation, which is only one to two days. Now, of course, very broadly taking a 28-day cycle as a textbook example, some are no longer, some are a little shorter, that's fine. The most relevant phases are the early follicular, approximately days one to five, with low oestrogen and progesterone, Late follicular, days 5 or 6 to 13 with high estrogen and low progesterone. Then, um, and the luteal, which is days 16 to 28 with high estrogen and progesterone. All these hormones going up and down, it's got to have an effect. So one week you can blitz a high-intensity workout and the next you can barely make it through. That doesn't mean suddenly in one week your fitness has gone backwards and that you've lost everything. If your motivation is suffering, it doesn't mean you're a failure and you should give up running, you've lost your mojo. It could all simply be hormonal and part of your normal and natural cycle. When talking about the days leading up to your period, there are more than 150 symptoms like breast pain, headaches and nausea. Potentially that's a time to decrease training if you're not feeling up for it. And, you know, that could be just less intensity, maybe less kilometers, because it's also been shown that moderate intensity exercise can actually be beneficial for premenstrual symptoms. So don't completely stop. Around days three to five of your period, and estrogen starts to increase again. So you might be starting to feel better and up for a bit more intense exercise or more kilometers around that time. Basically, training when you have your period is a good way to offset your symptoms. There are also supplements you can take that I go into in my upcoming webinar that really help to offset the symptoms of PMS. Now, as estrogen rises during your cycle, that is the time to push the intensity and train harder, including strength work. And you actually get more benefits from your strength work during this time. Estrogen also improves mood. So you should have more motivation to train at this time which is always a nice feeling. In the luteal phase, progesterone rises along with estrogen. This may limit some of the effects of estrogen, but it also increases your basal body temperature, which is just basically your basic, you know, set point temperature. So if you're doing a long run, you might be struggling in the heat a little bit more than in other phases. And you might have to adopt certain specific cooling strategies like for instance those ice neck coolers or stashing cold drinks somewhere or even just buying one at at a shop you know like icy cold. As you get closer to your period you may feel less motivated to train and that workouts actually start to feel harder. There are real reasons for this and we will go into them in more depth in my workshop. Honestly, in researching this topic, I learned so incredibly much. I wish I'd done this 20 years ago. And I really want to share this in-depth knowledge with you. But it's beyond the scope of this podcast. Um, Suffice to say, you are not imagining it if this is how you are feeling before your period, if you're feeling crappy and like, you know, everyone feels really hard. Did you know also that asthmatics are also more susceptible to attacks, asthma attacks in this time i I think it's absolutely fascinating the effects of hormones on the human body Um, and once again you know we need to work with this rather than just disregarding it personally i highly recommend tracking your period on any of the free apps out there sometimes all it takes is checking the app to see where you are in your cycle and suddenly the way you feel makes sense and you don't have to go oh why am i struggling so much am i oh i'm not fit you know it's like i get it now of course, it can take up to three months before you can identify approximately how long each of your phases lasts. But, you know, that's that helps with um, tracking. By altering your lifestyle and running to match your hormonal changes, you may be able to eliminate some of those hormonal curveballs for good. Knowledge is power. Give yourself the power to know what's going on in your body. So, of course, I highly recommend attending my online workshop on Wednesday. 22nd of February, 7pm Melbourne time. It will go for approximately two to three hours. I don't know because I've never run it before, but I really want to go in depth with it and you know, make sure everyone fully understands it all. And there will be time for questions and answers at the end um, and PDF handouts on the important information. And it will be recorded in case you can't make it live. So still all that awesome information. The more you know about and understand your cycle, the greater your ability to live and train in harmony with it. And that's what we want to do because it's with us for a long time. If you enjoy the pod, I would graciously appreciate it if you could subscribe, rate and review. It'd be great if I could speak too. I work hard to put this content out on a weekly basis, so I would love to hear from you. I will be interviewing Akana about her tip-to-toe run later this week to go out next week, so make sure you tune in for that. It'll be good, and I'm sure you will really enjoy it. She's such a delight to interview. She's so much fun. Also, please don't forget to support those businesses that support the podcast, Health and High Performance, who are in Montalbert in Melbourne, and who will help you with all your running needs and niggles. And even though they're in Melbourne, they do do telehealth, so it doesn't matter where you are. And of course, peak chocolate, delicious chocolate. That is good for you. How awesome is that? Use the code Isabel Ross with an O, remember, for 15% off at checkout. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I love your support. Till next time, have a great time on your run, whether it's on the trails or the road. Bye.
0: The 28 Day Mindfulness Challenge was a great program to be involved in. I'll admit I was sceptical in coming into the program, but I was looking for something that would help me to focus on my running, and I'd heard great things about Isabel. We were given daily tips, and the Facebook group was a great way to get reminded of our focus and to read what others were doing and thinking. We started the challenge thinking about what we wanted out of running and how we saw ourselves. As a runner, I'm not the fastest nor the fittest, and I can hear Isabel on my shoulder right now telling me not to use those negative words about myself, but I just love running and so I run for me and my goals. I enjoyed the focus breathing exercise and they were perfect timing for me as I was able to use this approach immediately in my running. We reflected a lot during the course on what we were, had been doing and what changes we were observing in ourselves. Yes, I was sceptical at the start, but I learned so much during the course, so I'm a convert. 28 Day Mindfulness Challenge reopened my eyes to the positivity of running. It was a fantastic course. Thanks Isabel, and the rest of the group, it was a great 28 days and I can't wait to see you out on the trails at some stage.